week or whatever weekend weekday day of your life um welcome this is an experiment as you well know welcome to a thing i call techno monking where i talk about uh my life i guess and sort of the things i'm doing right the things i'm doing wrong generally like productivity kind of things and programming too I don't have too much programming stuff to talk about this week just uh, productivity stuff so hope you're doing well hope you're feeling good about life life is good life's all good here in 
Southern California. Weather's warming up. Feels pretty nice. Great walking temperature. Well, it's California. Like going outside is something you can do almost all the time. Any season of the year. Whatever. Do I have anything to talk about this week? Not really. Although, okay, I did find a kind of interesting article that I'd like to talk to you guys about. So, I follow a site called Boing Boing, and it tends to be pretty cool. Kind of tech-minded, a little bit of a pretty, pretty, like, liberal bent as well. I mean, the internet's kind of libertarian as it is, I mean, generally. But, yeah, uh, Boing Boing is more, is occasionally pretty libertarian, uh, edging into, like, liberalism. So a good amount on, like, uh, cryptography and computer security, here and there, other things as well. But, uh, they, I came across an article from them referencing a paper that was posted in the Journal of Experimental social psychology it's a paper on overconfidence and my understanding of the papers is that it's pretty cool i'd actually like to sit down and read this paper itself but it's just a a uh, the results of some studies that a few researchers did on the idea of overconfidence So, these researchers, I don't know where they're from, I guess Washington State University and Florida State University, but they were judging, I guess, how people think about themselves and their own intelligence. Uh, A good starting off point here is this idea, or this effect, this cognitive bias called the Dunning-Kruger effect. which is where you individually, as a person, you often overestimate your own skills. And especially among, I mean, if you happen to be very inept or unskilled in a certain field, you can have trouble gauging how unskilled you are. And so oftentimes when we approach a field like this, or we think about these very big complex um, ideas or just topics of interest or schools of thought we if we have absolutely no idea what's going on it can feel as if we know a lot more than we do because we just have no sense of the scope you know so this is sort of what the Dunning-Kruger effect is just a cognitive bias but what these researchers were doing 
is looking into a thing, into the idea of a fixed intelligence. This idea that maybe you're born with in a certain level of intelligence and you don't really, it doesn't really change across your lifetime. Um, some people are born smart and some people are born dumb and some people are born in between. And this, this very simple idea about intelligence, which isn't uh, really necessarily provable on at least uh, directly as a uh, sort of a metaphysical idea. Uh, nonetheless, the researchers here were kind of playing with that, this idea and trying to pull out the any like results or outcomes that you may come across if you think this way. And so they set down a whole bunch of, uh, of people to do a series of like tasks. Some were like easy tasks and some were more difficult and some were like very, very hard tasks to do. Um, I don't really have a list of what tasks those were, but the importance is the important thing is that the, there was a, um, a range of difficulty and the people who the first part of the study showed that the people who believed in a, in a fixed intelligence and this idea that you're born at a certain intelligence level and that doesn't really change across your lifetime and that's how intelligence manifests these people tended to work very hard at the um, at the easiest problems that and in fact the easy problems were the ones they worked the hardest on and they got through those very well but that that's the stuff they spent the most time on whereas the the other group of people who assumed or thought that intelligence is something that changes across your lifetime that something that is trainable or that you can increase by by working harder like researching things like this um, these people spent a larger amount of time on the hardest problems instead of the easier problems, which is interesting. One of the things that's most interesting about this is that when the people working on the hardest problems were spending most of their time on that, they, I mean, they may have been like frustrated by not being able to finish those things or I mean they they obviously struggled more right because these problems are harder there was more of a struggle but they were aiming I mean they were aiming for something else they were trying to I mean it wasn't just about the problems in a sense it was about making themselves better it was about trying to learn to handle a difficult problem, like trying to learn how to play chess. And so for those people, this this idea of
of training yourself and of being able to increase your own uh, aptitude for these like harder tasks that was something that sort of like I mean the the act of working on harder tasks also made them feel more like like they were learning like they it was the struggle the struggle was part of what was what learning was about whereas the people who were doing the easy tasks all the time um well they didn't feel that struggle first of all but they would be able to work through the problems and work through them um correctly and maybe quickly because these problems were easy for them and in that in this in simply like choosing what difficulty level of task that you're you will be working on that was enough i mean this also sort of re-substantiated re-reaffirmed their belief that fixed their intelligence was fixed this is actually where the dunning-kruger effect comes in because we all it's not well we we all believe that we are more we like over estimate overestimate our intelligence we believe we're more smart than maybe we actually are and so these people working on easier ideas kept coming across ideas that they could solve that they that they could fix um, on their own that they didn't need help with and that they um, that maybe they could fix quickly and so they that kept reaffirming in their head that their intelligence was fixed and that they were actually pretty smart. This is an interesting effect uh, for me. I mean, again, these what's what you're seeing here is people working on easy problems and uh, accomplishing easy problems feel smart and like actually sort of reaffirm this cognitive bias that where we overestimate our own intelligence whereas the people working on harder problems struggle with them but for some reason feel that that is the struggle is part of the joy and it's hmm. You see, in a perfect world, it would be the other way around, right? Like, if you finished an easy problem, you wouldn't feel satisfied in that. Or you would, you would think, well, I finished that, so what now? There, now, there was a further side to this study. I mean, the first step was we ask we ask all of the people in this study if they believe in a thing called fixed intelligence and then we see how they how different people with different ideas about this concept handle a like a set of problems that range in difficulty the second part of this problem of this well this research paper had the researchers taking their subjects and asking them all 
to focus on easy problems. So the people who believed in fixed intelligence and the people who believed in, like, being able to train yourself. And what happened was much the same thing. Like, the, no matter, well, what's, this is the interesting part, really. Like, the, no matter whether these people thought that they couldn't change their own intelligence if they tried, or if these people thought that they could train themselves to become better and better, it, anyone who started doing these easy problems began feeling that maybe everything was easy. Like, they, it, they started to feel kind of, like, invincible almost, you know? Everyone began to assume that they were much more intelligent than they were. This is, this is the thing with easy problems. And this is sort of what I want to get at for this episode. Like, there's this idea in my head about work. It's this idea that I want to be able to challenge myself in every way to, to become a better person. And this very much ties into the idea of fixed intelligence. Like, I, I don't hold to that at all. I, I, I was, well, no, that's not really. I was going to say that I was raised to believe that I was very smart. Um, just as a given that my whole family was very smart and more intelligent maybe than the people around us. And that's fine. I mean, I'm, I'm fine with a, a certain, like, elitist level of, of thinking. And that's certainly great for, uh, I guess, morale. In the end, though, I, I do believe that training is the best thing to get out of this. And to be fair, I mean, uh, I, don't, I don't think my parents were trying to set me up to be... Hmm to like feel superior to everyone around me for the rest of my life I think it was just a like a, a generous thing to do and I very much respect that
In the end, though, I think what's important here is that I, I wholly believe that training yourself is an important aspect of life. And uh, reading research papers like this and thinking about, like, the difficult things in life versus the easy things, like, there, there's so much to despise, or, oh man, I don't want to make this overly emotional, but there's, there is something that has always irked me about the easy thing, about the convenient thing. Anyone who knows me knows that I love to talk about convenience and how much it, it ruins society. Um, and maybe one day I'll talk about that in depth. But for now, what's interesting to me is that as human beings, as people with cognitive biases that we may or may not be aware of, there is an effect on our brains that easy, easy tasks have. And I mean, when I, when I think of easy tasks, I think of things like like maybe iPad games or or just like silly silly little puzzles or like oh, I don't know there's so much that I tie into this easy train and it's really a personal thing like I, I think people can find a lot of worth in in tasks that I sort of pass off i mean i to to maybe my detriment i even look at things like chess or like the game of go as things that i don't have time for not easy things because they're they're very difficult to master a game like go or chess but i these are things i don't find time for because they seem uh sort of trivial in the grand scheme of things again this is a very complex and and uh well it's a very complex thing to talk about and i'm really simplifying or reducing it and in a way i even feel this about things like film or things like uh fiction like prose like a good novel like there there's so many novels i want to read and i need to read I find that when I sit down to read these things, they aren't worth it to me, oftentimes. I mean, by the end of it, I'll have gone on a journey, and it'll, it will have been satisfying, and it'll be very good. But I find more, more and more that, hmm, that there are certain things that, that satisfy me on a, I guess almost in a social or like ethical level and
long-form novel reading and like watching films those aren't things that those aren't one of those things I almost want to, I mean, drawing from this research paper, I almost, it, I want to draw up my own ethics in, in some way here. I mean, I, I can't draw up all of my, like, social ethics and all my ideas about humanity. That, again, that's a very deep topic, and I'd have to think about it more. But as far as work is concerned, we as humans, as, like, frail... Um, illogical, emotional humans who strive to be rational but are just also very much tied into our, ourselves we I, th I think that we have a problem with easy and maybe we is too broad a term I'll just talk about myself I find that I am no good with easy things when I'm when I allow an easy thing to become part of my lifestyle, my daily life, in this case I'm thinking of something like YouTube, that I can spend a couple hours a day just watching little short things that, that don't really hold much merit, except that maybe they're allowing me to, to calm down at the end of a, a long day of work, or to just relax. Outside of that, these very easy things are not worthwhile in almost any way. And in fact, considering research papers like this, these easy things are, can often be misleading, can uh, reaffirm, can confirm for us these biases that we might not realize that we have. This is problematic, and this is something that I would not wish on other people. <sighs> I come from a childhood in Protestant Christianity, and there, I think thus, I, again, I've said this before, but I do carry a, a few things from that, that history with me. And I think one of them is this grander idea about... Um, in, in some ways like evangelism or like this idea of sharing something good with people around me I, in my head I think it applies more to this idea of teaching of trying to help others instead of like uh, something else instead of uh, a show of superiority or or even like a like an eradication of ignorance in other people. Like I, I'm not after changing other people, but when I when I see things like this, when when I think about the the effect of an easy life, of an unbored life, of a uh, an uncurious life, I I feel really bad, and I I really don't wish that on anyone. 
Yeah, I don't know where this is going anymore. But, in any case, I've been thinking a lot about intelligence and about training yourself. And I do think this applies to this thing I'm doing, this techno-monking idea. I mean, of course there are so many things you can do in life. There, there's so many things to enjoy in our age. There's enough media for a hundred lifetimes. There are enough books to read that, to keep you busy for millennia. But nonetheless, like, I mean, amid that, like, massive scale of things to do, of possibilities, almost seeming limitless possibilities, there has to be a line. You have to find the the best things for you, and you have to decide why those things are best for you. And for me, I really wish to follow, I guess, an, a path that is difficult. something more difficult than just playing, I don't know, Flappy Bird or whatever, whatever. Again, I don't spend a lot of time on iPods or iPads, and so I don't really have anything against games like that. I don't know. In my head, there's a much more satisfying way to live, and that way is by remembering how frail and oftentimes inept you are at certain tasks and realizing that other people are 
often better at things than you are. This is, maybe to conclude, like this is where a study like this, or this idea of cognitive bias, all these psychological terms for how we think of ourselves and others, this is how this ties into the ethical. Because if you consider these difficult problems, and if you consider a person who embraces difficult problems, it seems as if that person would be setting themselves up to um, to more, like, I guess, pay attention to other people and to empathize with the people around them. They're setting themselves up to realize their own uh, fallings, you know? I think that's maybe very important. And in many ways, the easy is sort of a sinister path, the convenient. I'll have to talk about this more later. Ooh, someone's starting construction outside my apartment, so I will... say that on that note, I have a, I'm actually this week going to return to one of my familiar challenges to myself. I have been watching YouTube for years of my life, and it's been quite nice. I mean, I tend to try to find a sociological truth to behind these things, or I, I like to find patterns to how narrative plays out in different media. But I think that that charm maybe left <laughs> a year or so back. So I, I'm once again at a place where I see this thing, this thing that takes up a, a section of my daily life that happens to also be a very easy thing. I look at this and think, hmm, do I need another easy thing in my life? So. Uh, here I am, 
saying, you know what, I think it's time to kill off YouTube in my life once more. I've done this a few times in my life, just had little, uh, what's they even called, just not a binge, but like a little walk through the desert, just an escape from YouTube or from social media sometimes. But yeah, I, I think in the end, this is maybe a good time to just quit with YouTube and try something new. I, I love the idea of difficult, taking on difficult problems, embracing things that, that cause me to struggle, you know, not, not easy things and not things that feel, hmm, not things that feel good in the, in the moment, but rather things that are satisfying to complete and that challenge me. And I do believe that that is somehow an, an ethical choice as well. But uh, if you disagree, I guess you'll have to let me know. That's what this is all about. If you want, this is a conversation. If you don't, maybe this can be a, a challenge for your life. I mean, maybe you look at yourself and see, are there things that are easy for you? Are you... Are there things that might feel good in the moment, but don't challenge you? I would say, I mean, I would recommend, if you can, find something that challenges you and, and strive after it. See what happens. It might change the way you think. Well, that's it for me this week. There might be a good amount of editing in this one, but uh, that's fine. Whatever. Have a good week, folks. Once again, this is John, and this has been an experiment. Thank you.